Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now back to 12th Man Mania, powered by Louder Rewards. Don't just say you're a fan. App like one on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Ah. Back in 12th Man Mania Sports Radio 950 KJR as we are getting you ready for Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. Does the 10 o'clock start time bother you, Steve? Oh, I love them. They're the best. I mean, we're morning people. You don't have to wait. Yeah. You just get up. I would say that I'm going to be able to sleep in until pretty much right before game time, but I'm not going to be able to sleep. Well, you get up at your your body clock's going to get you up at like 445 as usual, right? (laughs) Uh, not on the weekend. It's usually like eight. But uh, I mean, even then, uh, I'm not going to be able to sleep before a playoff game. No. I mean, so <laughs> so the fact that I, I, there's a good chance I'm going to be wake up at like five o'clock in the morning and be pacing, and I don't want to be pacing for eight hours. I'm if I, if I can pace for five hours. So yeah. I like well, you shouldn't be way. pacing anyway because you just were. It's not last... pacing because I'm nervous about losing. It's pacing because it's a playoff game and I'm excited. Yeah. And I don't have anything else to do. Okay. I mean, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. What am I going to do? I it's mean, like a I, kid at Christmas Eve. I'm going to fire up, like, I'm gonna have to fire up Madden or something and, and try to pass the time. Yeah. It, I mean, it is the wait for a Seahawk playoff game or a Seahawk home opener is so nerve-wracking. Again, not from a, from, not from a place of uh, I'm worried about what's going to happen. Nerve-wracking from a place of I can't wait for this. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. That it's just I'm out of my gourd. Yeah, I'm out of my gourd, and and I understand Softy to to an extent. Of, I mean, he gets he gets fired up like that, uh, and then it manifests itself in fear. And he's he's so excited that he just works himself up into Oh God, how is this going to work out bad for me? Uh, Mitch does the same thing. I get it, but uh, I don't work that way. Okay, I just look. I, I'm not going to be completely snow globe like Dick Fane and look only at the positive. Look, if there's legitimate concerns, I'll voice them and I'll I'll know they're there and I hope that we, that we get. I just don't see the concerns in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't see them. I don't see it. But uh, that's okay. That's okay. Some people do. Uh, hopefully, we can alleviate some of those concerns for you, help you out, get you to where you're like me. You're just excited. You're not worried about losing, um, because the finality of the playoffs uh, 
is such a an abrupt thing if you do lose. Like like in the in the two thousands, the Matt Hasselbeck playoff teams. I mean, I took those losses hard because when you're just in the moment there, and uh, and you you just expect and you're looking at the next game and what's going to happen, and then you lose, especially the way they lost those games because those games were all lost at the end at the end of the game. You had the Matt Hasselbeck to to the Al Harris interception. Um, you had the Matt Hasselbeck to Bobby Ingram in the back of the end zone yeah. that I thought Ingram caught, by the way, <laughs> against the Rams. I'm sitting there watching the TV. I think Bobby Ingram caught the ball. I'm celebrating. My arms are up, and I see the ball trickle out of the back of the end zone. No, and I'm pounding my fist on the ground, and I look up, and I see Matt Hasselbeck doing the exact same thing. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, there's uh, been some rough ones. The finality of that, yeah, because you know during the regular season you lose the game, it's frustrating. You're mad, and then okay, well we suited up next week, we'll play another one. Uh, it's done. You're done. I mean, I don't know if there was more of the, uh, a representation of uh, finality than uh, uh, than, don't, than don't, uh, don't, just don't. Yeah, don't do it. That I mean, it does. nobody wants to hear about that. <laughs> nobody wants to hear about that. That's not good. Uh, so yeah, here's a t- here's a text who didn't appreciate Paul Allen's contribution last uh, last last segment. LMFAO, Paul Allen is so delusional. The Hawks are unbeatable when the stakes are on the line. Yeah, and I think it's a very good point. Look, uh, in this, this run, they have shown is that. a team that rises to the occasion, and we talked about psychological advantage. Uh, a little bit in the last segment. I think the Seahawks absolutely have that after the last game that they played. You know, they don't play the Vikings often, uh, but when they do play the Vikings, they win, and they win convincingly, and that's just going to wear on the minds. And if that wasn't enough, something that the Vikings didn't have to deal with in that game that they do have to deal with now is a loud, smack-talking, brash, once again, Richard Sherman, a guy who, you know, the league, you you all remember – uh, after the FC Championship game, the, the Crabtree thing, and then, you know, Richard Sherman is known around the league for his mouth and what he says. I mean, he his first start uh, years ago was against the Cincinnati Bengals, and then he laid into, after the game, A.J. Green, okay? So this is a guy, he talks. This way, but this last year, he's been much more quiet. He's been much more reserved. I think he's been trying to be more of a leader with his actions, versus with his vocals uh so richard sherman has not been as vocal this year he has not talked as much smack he hasn't gotten his people's faces and taunted and you know wound his finger around his head doing are you crazy why would you throw at me and things like that <laughs> but uh last week you know you saw it you saw you some saw vintage sherm no doubt about it john brown apparently uh maybe this is it maybe it's just guys aren't coming after richard sherman anymore they're yeah. not doing it in the press, certainly. Uh-huh. I mean, Michael Crabtree came at him, I guess, in an off-season thing, but you know, before the tip or whatever. They they were at an off-season event with Blair Fitzgerald, and he came at him a little bit, and they had some. There was some history there, uh, and Richard Sherman shut him up pretty well. Patrick Peterson, same right, thing, right, right. And but he doesn't go against Patrick Peterson, so there's not a lot that you can right. do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then his little taunting on the sideline at the playoffs with Darrell Revis. I don't know that Revis necessarily said anything, but there was a lot going around about who's better, Sherman or Revis. So uh, John Brown, I guess, was saying some stuff earlier, and uh, he had said stuff either earlier this year, uh, I think it was, where Richard Sherman can't cover me one-on-one. Which, by the way, do you remember the last person to say something like that? Oh, these guys can't cover me one-on-one. Was, uh, God, who was it? Was Wes Welker before the Super Bowl? 
He said, I, they, they don't want me one-on-one. <laughs> These guys can't cover me one-on-one. Yeah. I think I distinctly remember Wes Welker getting absolutely thumped in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, the entire, all the Broncos did. I mean, Demarius Thomas is like 6'3", 220, and he, sent, he was sent flying by Cam Chancellor. So uh, I guess he called out Richard Sherman and unleashed the beast, and that's what you get. You get, you know, pantomime pants pulling down and, and Pulled being, a bald told one to, there. To, being told to go on the bench, I guess. I don't, I don't know what Richard was doing. Surprising it because I don't. I don't think it was the full Baldwin. I mean the, Bal- <laughs> the full Baldwin. The full Baldwin. Look the- <laughs> what Doug Baldwin did. I love Doug Baldwin. He should be a Pro Bowler right now. He had a tremendous season, especially in the second half. And I love Doug. Yeah. I really do. Uh, and everything that he brings. And he look if he continues to be a slot receiver, he'll be one of the best in the game. But whatever that was that Doug did in the Super Bowl. Can we just can that never happened? Yeah, it was please. just it was out of it was character. In, it, it was, was just in, in the moment. Taste. Look, you're talking about a guy who went to Stanford. You are cut above the rest. You are intelligent, more intelligent than most of the guys playing this game. Just don't do that. And for a guy as serious as he is, that yeah. was kind of just unusual that yeah. he would be the guy to do that. Yeah, and it just you know, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Nobody wants. But to it's see. just a but footnote Richard, if we win that game. Exactly. But Richard, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Richard Sherman's swag is back, and I think this LLB swag is back. And you look at the the stats defensively for this team in the second half of the season, it wasn't just the offense that was playing well. It was the defense. And I think that a big key to why the offense was playing well, talked about it a little bit last night, is because of the short fields uh, that the offense had to work with. And then they were using, you know, their quick strike ability uh, that they've found now to take advantage of those short fields. But they've had more short fields, and that's because the LOB has been doing a better job of forcing turnovers. This defense has done it more and more as the season has gone on. They say turnovers come in bunches, and and it's been that way. And you look at the, the defensive stats. I mean, if I had told you in the middle of the season that the Seahawks were going to lead the league in points given up again, uh, I think we all would have looked at that and said, hey, really? I don't think so. Yeah. Not so much. Not this year. This just isn't the year. But the second half was enough of a turnaround that they were number one in points. They were number two in yards. And, you know, turnovers have a big deal to do with that. And and Richard Sherman and this defense, they're kind of they're firing on all cylinders now. And so they're gonna yeah, they're gonna have that swagger and they're gonna get in your face and they're gonna talk to you and they're gonna make you feel bad, Minnesota, and they're gonna let you know that you're Stephon Diggs and that you're Mike Wallace, and that you're Cordero Patterson, and that you don't belong on the same field as them. They're going to tell you that. That's what Richard Sherman's going to tell you. He's going to tell you, and then he's going to show you, and then he's going to tell you that he showed you. That's what (laughs) Richard Sherman does. He demoralizes wide receivers and quarterbacks and makes them feel bad about themselves and question, do I even belong on this field right now? And you know what? The answer is no. They don't belong. They're not in that class of the LOB. They don't belong playing with Richard Sherman. He's going to show them that on Sunday morning. 12 Night Mania, Sports Radio 950 KJR.
you kind of shy. Now back to 12th Man Mania, powered by Louder Rewards. Don't just say you're a fan. App like one on Seattle Sports Radio 950. KJR. I am so happy that Marshawn Lynch is back for this. I was in my car driving in uh, tonight, as a matter of fact, and just picturing what um, what another NFL Super Bowl media day would look like three years in a row, <laughs> third year in a row with Marshawn Lynch at the podium, not answering questions. Uh, and, and, you know, of course they're going to try. Yeah. I just want to know what he's going to say or not say this year. They're going to ask him what his favorite color is and who his favorite rap favorite artist pizza is. pizza topping is. What do you think his favorite pizza topping is? Uh, I should ooh, ask. Yeah. I should find out. I'll, <laughs> I'll find out. All right. I'll find out Marshawn Lynch's favorite pizza topping. But uh, Beast, man. Uh, Beast is back. And this is going to be fun. These playoffs are going to be fun. So Marshawn Lynch returns uh as as you would want him to i mean it wouldn't feel right i don't think and just looking back earlier um i was looking at one of those video compilations of the nfc championship game against the packers and it's we need look i know what thomas rawls did this year i know it's spectacular we need marshawn lynch and just watching those runs especially not come back in that fourth quarter like, look, they uh, they got the ball back. I think there's four and a half minutes uh, to go after the three and out. They get the ball back. And, you know, you think throw, 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 whatever. They hand Marshawn Lynch the ball out of the pistol, and he, he rattles off like a 14-yard run. But just his explosiveness hits the hole, hits the second level, moves outside, bounces. And then two plays later, they hit him with a pass down the sideline that goes for 40 yards. He almost scores on yeah, it. He steps out of bounds out, at the two. Yeah. Look, Marshawn Lynch gives, brings you so much to this team. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So many subtle little things that you overlook and you don't think about. His uh, catching of the football, just like you mentioned right there. Right. So underrated. Yeah, yeah it really he's is. He's got good hands, really man. Is. So... Uh, and he's quick, and he's going to be in the I, – I can't get over the fresh legs factor of Marshawn Lynch. It's going to be great. He was he was amazing in that game. Yeah. He has you know, he has missed the last seven weeks or whatever it is, and it's it's been Russell Wilson's team, uh, you know, for, for that period of time. And I'm curious what's going to happen now with Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson coming back. I think now forever it's Russell Wilson's team, although Marshawn Lynch is going to play a very heavy role in that. Russell Wilson went to the podium and spoke with me today. What's the coldest game you've played in? Oh, man. Um, I don't remember the degrees. You know, once it gets below 20, <laughs> it's all about the same. Uh, but, you know, definitely, uh, obviously, going to Wisconsin, you, you practice. We, we used to practice at night. And uh, Coach Bielema would have us out practicing at night under the lights and stuff like that. And, and uh, practicing Camp Randall used to get pretty cold. So uh, I remember, you know, a couple of times there was snow on the ground and stuff. But, um you know, I don't think I don't think the weather weather can't be a factor. I think the biggest thing is you know wind and all that. That's that's usually the biggest factor in terms of throwing the football and stuff. But 
uh, you know, I think the you know you have to have mental fortitude. You have to be tough, you know, and ultimately, um, you know, it comes down to playing the game, you know. So that, that's the exciting part. You wear a hand warmer or anything? Gloves? Yeah, I, I wear a hand warmer and you know put my hands, you know, you know, in, in the hand warmer, in between plays and all that, and um, you know, I, I think also on the sideline, just 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 staying warm as much as possible. Uh, but you know, when you have when you're when you're moving around, you you're, you get pretty warm pretty quickly. So I don't think it'll be a problem at all. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, fortunate I have big hands, you know, so that helps too. Um, so I think that's a big part of it as well. Outdoor practice in November, December at Camp Randall? Yeah, we used to practice outdoors. Uh, so under the lights in Camp Randall, you know, so that was always fun. Uh, you know, and so, you know, you, you get used to the cold. It's, it's not, a, it shouldn't be a big deal at all. Have you ever thrown with a glove when you're throwing hands? Uh, no, I, I've never really, I mean, I've, I've thrown like, uh, you know, probably like 15 balls with a glove, you know, in terms of um, just, just to try it, you know, but. You know, fortunately, I have big enough hands that I don't really think that, you know, I need it, you know. And so I think also when it comes to throwing, you want to be comfortable. You want to be what you always do. For me, I, that's what that's what I've always done uh, is just, you know, just throw throw my bare hands. So, um, you know, growing up, too, as a kid, you know, I used to, I used to just always play in the snow and, and just always do that. So it's not it shouldn't be a factor at all. Is the ball any different at all when it gets that cold or? Uh, you know, I think when it gets that cold, when it's. You know, zero degrees. You know, I think the ball gets a little harder. I think that, uh, you know, obviously, um, it, it may freeze up a little bit, but um, you know, you just you just play with it. What can you do to the ball? To, can you do anything to the ball to, to, to help in those situations? No, it's it's you just play normal. You know, you don't you don't you don't uh, you just you just play normal football. What's going to mean to you guys to get Marshawn back in on offense? Uh, it's going to be huge, obviously, to have 24 back there, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, you know, arguably the best running back in the, football, in the National Football League, and um, you know, just to watch him uh, in the past couple of days practice. You know, he, uh, we're not going full speed yet. Um, you know, in terms of just everything we're doing, but he he, uh, he runs every ball to the, to the end zone. He's got so much quickness. Uh, he can do so many special things that it's hard to find. So. Uh, we're all excited about it. We're all excited that he's back. It's going to be a huge thing for us. You know, we want to get him the football and let him make plays. This will be the first time you guys go on the road in the NFC playoffs since your rookie year. <clears throat> what do you think that year playing at Washington and then the comeback against Atlanta taught you guys as a team? <laughs> well, I, I think that, uh, like I always say, 100 yards is 100 yards. It doesn't matter where we play it. Um, but obviously, playing the playoffs, going on the road throughout the season um, and all that, that experience from going on the road, uh, I know my rookie year, you know, four years ago, um, that was a that was a great great opportunity for us, and we took we took it and, and took advantage of it. Um, we stepped up to the challenge, went on the road in front of ninety five thousand people, however many they they hold there in that stadium, um, and and found a way to win the game. I uh, went to Atlanta the next week and uh, played a very very tough game. Came back from behind. I think we were down by twenty. Came back from behind. Unfortunately, uh, you know they they ended up kicking a field goal with you know seven seconds left on the clock. But you know I, I think that uh, you know for us. Uh, we've, we've experienced a lot. We've experienced a lot of great things, you know, and we've we've played in a lot of big football games, and, and uh, you know, um, we don't try to make it too big. We don't try to, try to make it too small either. Uh, we just try to stay focused on the details and the preparation, uh, be mentally tough, um, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, dedicate ourselves to the game and dedicate ourselves to the preparation. So I think that's, the, that's our focus. During playoff games, how does that experience show up? Do you feel it? What during tan- what tangible value does that have on the field? Well, you know, you got a lot more media on the sidelines, a lot more people around, a lot more uh, things going on around throughout the week. 
Um, so that, that can affect some people. Uh, it doesn't affect us, though. You know, we've been around it. We've uh, been fortunate enough to, to win a lot of football games and play a lot of big moments. So, um, you know, we have to be prepared for it. And just because you've done it before doesn't mean you'll do it again. So you have to uh, circle the wagons and do it for each other and, and play for one another like we have all season and, uh, and, and ultimately prepare the right way. We're playing a great football team, the Minnesota Vikings. We have a lot of respect for them. They, they fly around on defense, all their guys that they have. They're a really, really good football team. And then, uh, you know, their offense is making plays. And, and uh, you know, so it, it's, it's going to be a great game. You know what I love about Russell Wilson there in that press conference? What's that? The dismissive nature that he has that there would be any problem because of the weather. Just, he's just so confident. I, mean, I love Russell Wilson, but <laughs> just the fact that, no, that's not, it's almost just, no, come on. Look, my hands are the size of Mars, and... They've gotten bigger each time. It was the door, then the moon, now Mars. And cold is cold, and, and it doesn't matter. Once it gets down to that temperature, and I don't care. I played at Wisconsin. Who cares? I love Russell Wilson. I, I just think he's so great. What a great, <laughs> what a great leader. What? Why you laugh? Now you laugh. Yeah. You love Russell Wilson? Oh, yeah, dude. Don't you think he's great? Just like, you're just gushing over the man. Well, he's our quarterback. Yeah. He's our guy. You know? He's our MVPO. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Russell Wilson there talking with the media, and, and he is absolutely right. I mean, even if he hadn't said it, I would have it's, – it's thoughts that I've thought this entire time about Russell Wilson and what uh, what he's going to bring to the table as far as dealing with the weather. With, is he going to be, have a normal game? And I think he will. I think he will. I don't think that's an issue. So not for Russell Wilson. Now for Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know how you grip a – I don't know how you grip a ball anyway with a glove on. Uh, and we call him Teddy Two Gloves. I don't know how you do that in Stick the first him? place. I guess. Pine have you, but have you tried to throw a football with with? You just don't have that on? dexterity. It's it's weird. It's yeah. hard to do. Yeah, you know, it's so. like trying to tie your shoes with gloves on. Yeah, it's it's just something gets that, in the way. Yeah, gets in the way. I don't know. Uh, but Earl Thomas, he might be the beneficiary of Teddy's uh, Teddy's misfortune coming to those you know with those gloves. I think Earl, um, yeah, I think he might have had the the season lead for the Seahawks with interceptions this year. Really? I think. Don't quote me on that. We'd have to. I'd have to look at the numbers. But I think he might have. He spoke with the media as well today, uh, talking to the media over at the VMAC. Well, how good is it to have 31 back by your side out there? Oh, it feels good. Um, you know, we, we, we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, so we know we know what to do, you know. Uh, I think with him and Cray out there, we have a great chance of doing what we need to do. I couldn't tell you uh, the exact moment when it all happened. You know, you just keep fighting for it and having fun and, you know, finding those moments where we can laugh about situations and it just happens. How different is this task this time in the playoffs on the road try to get back to the Super Bowl as opposed to the last two years? I'm, I have a short-term memory anyway, so I couldn't tell you about the last two years. I'm just having fun right now. Um, I think I'm having fun just, and everybody else is just in our preparation, the way we're breaking it down, uh, the way we find the ways to execute, uh, learning from our successful moments. I, I think that's where I find the most fun, at, just in our preparation. How encouraged are you by how this team has been played on the road lately? 
I'm excited. I, I think it's just uh, when, we're, when we're on the road, it's just us. You know, there's no distractions. You know, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lives and, you know, the babies, they're at home. And it's just us. You know, we like it that way. Do you expect them to uh, really try to hand it even more to Adrian Peterson this game than they did last time? I mean, maybe regardless of how the score is or whatever. Yeah, you would expect them to. You know, I, I think he's the the bell call for their offense. Everything they do, they try to you know do it with him you know, or even action off of him. So we understand that, and uh, hopefully, our preparation to take care of itself. How much easier is it for you guys on defense to communicate on the road? Oh, it's very easy because there's no noise. So it's just like a walk through practice or a, a normal day uh, when we're out there on the football field. So everybody can see each other. Um, we're on the same page. And uh, we're, we're very dominant when, we, when we're when we on the road. What did you learn about Chris Richard in his first year as defensive coordinator? The same thing I learned about him since he's been here. You know, um, he's been our DB coach before he was a D coordinator. Uh, he's very smart. He knows football. And uh, it's the reason why we have so much success in the back end. There's been some great cold weather games in the history of the NFL. Any of them stand out for you? And are you looking forward to this? I don't look at the game like that as far as if it's the ice bowl or anything like that. I'm just, we're in it. It's the playoffs. Uh, it's just the conditions that we're dealt with right now. So we're going to go out there, put our ha- heating pads on, you know, foot warmers, whatever we need to do to, uh, to play ball. A long time ago, you guys were two and four. You said, hey, this is just, you know, we can make the playoffs and make them run. Our story all that much sweeter. How much does saying, oh, third down, they're two and four. The LOB, they lost this edge. How much does stuff like that motivate you to stay, stay in your head? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't listen to it. Um, what, 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 what motivates me is, you know, uh, if the coaches kind of get on to us or they, they start sleeping on us a little bit, you know, that kind of motivates us. Uh, but outside sources, you can't control that. We don't, we don't listen to that. Just slept on you. How does that, what does that look like? Well, you, you know, I think I, I think personally I make up stuff in my mind sometimes. Like he's trying to call me out right here, you know. So you just feed off every little thing that you possibly can. You and Sherman have been connected at the hip for so long. How have you seen him develop as a player and a person since he came here? When he first came, uh, you know, he was quiet. But then he started to show this anger, you know, out of nowhere. And uh, that seemed uncontrollable. Uh, but he backed it, he backed it up, you know, when he was out there. And uh, now you just see him calm. He's a dad now, you know, family first. You know, he, he's not as loud. Unless you bring something to this to to the table, he's gonna strike back. But other than that, I, I think he's matured. How long as a player? Elevation. Every year we get better. When there's a, a deep ball going down the sideline, like I think on the first possession Sunday and Richard Sherman is defending it, what are you thinking? It's on. As soon as, soon as he better that ball down, I was like, oh, it's on. It's going to be a long day, you know, because you felt it. You felt it. Earl, uh, off top, what, what's the most pain you've ever been <coughs> Pain? Yeah. Uh, probably the Packers game when, when I messed up my shoulder.
What's the story behind the sleeve? I just cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, guys? Thanks, Earl Thomas. I have wondered about that that green sleeve that he wears. But uh, it's just cool. Okay. Does anyone love the game of football more than Earl Thomas? Uh, I don't know about love. I mean, he loves it, obviously, a lot. Um, or just make mention of it. You rarely hear people say, oh, I'm just, I just can't wait to get out there and play football. Yeah, he loves playing. He loves playing. He's just so cool. He's so cool. Earl Thomas. Ah, he's been great. He, uh, he's so intense about everything in, in the world. <laughs> the world of football. <laughs> uh, one... Speaking of intensity in these guys and what they do, did you? When I was in Arizona, I did happen to uh, come across a Jason Jenks article in the Seattle Times. Did you read this about their competitiveness in terms of the game of ping pong? No. Jason Jenks wrote an article, and they had at some point they brought in a ping pong table for the, I guess, the defensive players, and then the offensive players complained because they wanted one too, or it was vice versa. So now they have two ping pong tables they're in the locker room and there have been they they haven't had a full-fledged tournament but these guys play one another there's all kinds of smack talk i'm sure you can find it seattletimes.com jason jenks wrote a great article uh and if you kind of want to get inside what goes on in the locker room uh with the seahawks and everything that uh, ping pong ping pong is a perfect game for like a team like just kind of a side hobby thing like it brings out the competitiveness in you but it's kind of innocuous just in the game itself it's pretty laid back i love how he describes the varying styles he talks about justin uh, i think it was justin Britt, and how he just hammers everything (laughs) versus richard sherman and he plays ping pong much like he plays football he's cerebral he wakes to he waits to break down your weakness and attack it and exploit it i don't know how Britt's able to just pound it i mean in ping pong if you you flick the wrist too hard; it's going to go flying off the table. Well, it's an art; it's an art form. Yeah. It's an art, you know. If you can, if you can do it right, uh, then you're going to be okay. Speaking of doing it right, here's a guy who's been doing it right the entire second half of the season. A man who leads the NFL with 14 touchdowns. He's Doug Baldwin. He spoke today with the assembled media. Obviously, the the focus is on the playoffs and the task at hand. But when you look back at this offense, top five in the league in points and yards. The numbers you put up, that Russell put up, all that stuff. I mean, is that something you look back and appreciate how much this offense has accomplished? Uh, not right now. Um, yeah, we we're in the middle of the playoffs, in the middle for, uh, or in the middle of the hunt for uh, a third Super Bowl berth. So, um, you know, we got to focus on the task at hand, and uh, we'll uh, we'll worry about all that stuff later. How special is this opportunity and the fact that it's going to be the hard way this time? Say that again, sorry. How special is this chance to get a third straight Super Bowl but do it on the road this time rather than the last two years? Um, I don't even know if we look at it like that. You know, I think we're just thankful for another opportunity to play football. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give it our best, as we always do. Tell what's been uh, Russell's biggest improvement? What's the biggest step he's taken in terms of the passing game this year? Um... You know, I think our our team called upon him to to uh, to be more of a a pocket passer. You know, not that he he wasn't before, but um, you know, with losing our top running backs and uh, and being forced to to throw the ball a little bit more, um, you know, we we needed him to uh, to do what he's done, and he 
he answered the call, which he always has. And so, you know, major credit to him and his work ethic and his determination to, to continuously improve on his game. Um, but that would be what I would say he's improved the most. What led to the turn for this offense kind of midseason to, to get to where you were and where you're at now? Uh, a lot of things. I would just say that collectively we came together and started uh, being more efficient. Um, you know, uh, earlier in the season we had discussed about um, the game plan and what our struggles were offensively. And, and I, I told you guys before, it just came down to execution. And uh, what we started doing in the second part of the season was executing at a high level uh, on third down in the red zone and just all around. And it, and it starts with our offensive line, who played fantastic, who gave Russ enough time to sit in the pocket. And, uh, and Russ did a, a wonderful job of delivering the ball on time, and the receivers made the best of their opportunities. And so um, there's a lot of that, that goes into it for us to have the success that we've had. You're going to have most of your weapons back uh, for, for Sunday. Does that excite you? Does it excite the offense to, you know? Yeah, I mean, definitely the fact that we have, uh, you know, we're getting Marshawn back, um, who's been the engine of our offense for a long time here, uh, you know, and, and then his personality back in the in the huddle. Uh, definitely excited to have that back, you know, and, and of course, being that it's, uh, us going into the playoffs, um, obviously that that gets us excited. So yeah, definitely glad to have our teammates back. Well, yesterday, Pete was saying that his experience, the extremely cold weather, affects the guys touching the football more than it does anybody else. Steve Largent earlier today said, <clears throat> "Listen, the ball's probably going to come out at some point uh, in that game." But how do you think? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How has it affected you in the past? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know um, too much. I don't have too much experience with this type of weather. Uh, I grew up in Florida. So, um, you know, and I don't really know if there's a way to prepare for it other than just being aware that it's going to be difficult. So, you know, we'll go into it with, with the the best mentality that we can, knowing that it's going to be a, a cold game, um, and then we'll see what happens. You know, I, unfortunately, yeah, that, that that's uh, something that we can't control. But uh, we've always dealt well with the things that we can't control. You mentioned that you guys maybe had to throw a little bit more and rustle in the pocket and things like that when some of the things happened. Did his demeanor about any of that change? I mean, that maybe it was being forced on him that you know he had to take over maybe more of the offense in that kind of a way? Or? No, not at all. I don't think so. And then uh, especially since the fact we were having success with it. You look at what Tyler's accomplished. He just won special teams player of the month again for the second time. And just everything he's done, passing game and special teams, how impressive have you been with him? Extremely impressed with Tyler. Um, just what he's been able to do as a rookie, both offensively and special teams-wise, is, is phenomenal. Um, you know, he'll be humble about it and, and won't say much about it. But the thing about Tyler is that you know he he bought into what our room as receivers um, 
what we mold our, our, our guys after. You know, our, our motto is no job too great, no job too small. And the fact of the matter is, is that he bought into that and he applied that to every facet of his game, both offensively and special teams wise. And his work ethic showed and with the results that he got this year. So extremely impressed with him, extremely happy for him and excited for him because he's going to have a bright future in the NFL. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Doug Baldwin there talking with the media. You also heard from Earl Thomas and, of course, quarterback Russell Wilson. Look, it's been a while uh, since we've done a flash tweet on this show. I know. I know. Um, but it's playoff time. And I think we've got somebody queued up that we're going to uh, hit, hit with a flash tweet here that I think is is important and integral. I think it's important we reach out to this this player. Just to get, you know. Yeah, I think it's important. And we're going to do it next on uh, on 12 Man Mania Sports Radio 950 KJR.
Now back to 12th Man Mania, powered by Ladder Rewards. Don't just say you're a fan. App like one on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Seattle stand up. Ah. 12th Man Mania Sports Radio 950 KJR. As we get you ready for Sunday morning's tilt, the big playoff matchup. That's, I mean, it's took the first half of the season went by really, really fast. And then the second half, it kind of seemed like it took a long time for the playoffs to get here. And maybe it's because we kind of knew where we stood, really. I mean, once we clinched, we and, and we knew we're probably going to be a wild card team. I mean, the rest was just as of the five or the six. So we're, like, where are we going? I mean, we knew we were in. We knew we weren't going to win the division. So we've really just been kind of biding our time. Going through the motions. Waiting for the playoffs to get here in games that were more or less meaningless. Uh, but now we're here. Now we're here. It means something this week. I'll tell you that. Uh, and and we're going to play. We're going to play football. Well, they're going to play. We're going to watch. I'm going to watch. Um, <laughs> I know some of you folks can't watch. I, I feel bad for you. I really do. We talked. We got some texts last night uh, from some folks who have stuff going on. Oh, stuff going on. They Grandpa's can't, uh, birthday's well, down in Portland. No, no, that I mean, that that could be skipped. Yeah. <laughs> um, although I, I do have to jump down to a wedding Saturday and then jump right back up. So I'm ready to How watch. How far down is uh, down Portland, Oregon? Oregon oh. yeah. yeah, yeah. Drive fast. Yeah, but uh, no, uh, that we have military duty. I think was the number one, mm. uh, the number one thing that there were kids' birthdays. That we're going to keep people from watching the game on time. There was stuff. There was legitimate stuff where I'm like, okay, well, that, I mean, that sucks. Um, but there was stuff on there, too, that people mentioned. It's like, well, whether the game was at 10 or it was at 1, you, you weren't going to be able to watch it anyway. So the the complaint about the 10 a.m. game, I think more as a the team is being disrespected thing mm-hmm. than it is an I can't watch thing. Yeah. So it's like because it's the only West Coast team trying to right. make well, it harder for the Hawks. Is well, that, I don't know about that. Because well, they say, say oh, ten way. o'clock starts. But but I think it's that's because kind of by it's the because it's the only West Coast team, but they're forced to play at ten a.m. I think, and the only ten a.m. game there is. Yeah, I think that's more the issue. When really it's about TV ratings, and I think that the, I think they know that this game has a chance to be a blowout. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, the other games could be close. Look, uh, I knew that. The, the Packers, wh- whatever Packers game was going to happen, whether it was against the Vikings or the Redskins or the, the Seahawks. It's a crapshoot. It was going to be a primetime game because it's going to probably be a good game. And it's um, the Packers. Right. And I've never seen it, by the way, where they do it this way, though, because usually it's one AFC game, one NFC game Saturday, one AFC, one NFC on Sunday. I've it's never ki- seen it yeah, where you have both. it's kind of weird. But they've been doing screwy things with the schedule and with the networks these last couple of years. You have – in NFC versus NFC games that are on CBS and vice versa. So you're seeing more of that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's just what it is. It's 10 a.m., you know, wake up and, and smile, take a deep breath, smell the Folgers, <laughs> and, uh, and turn on the game, and your, your Hawks are going to be playing, so that's cool. Uh, one Seahawk who I think will be playing, although Luke Wilson is, is going to play, I'm pretty sure. He's practicing. 
So he should be good to go with that concussion protocol that kept him out of last week's game. But we had, uh, well, let's just get into it. Let's just, you know what? Let let's start the flash tweet. Let's do. We're gonna do a flash tweet for all you guys. Yeah, flash tweet. We haven't done this in a long, long time. And uh, what the flash tweet is for those of you who don't know, maybe you're new to the show, or maybe you just haven't heard of the flash tweet yet. What we like to do is we like to take one Seahawks player and we give them some love on Twitter. And the best Catch way to do surprise. that is everybody kind of flooding their mentions all at once. We like to send them a tweet. And this week's uh, tweet, this flash tweet, is going to go out to uh, Hero from last week, Chase Kaufman, who filled in admirably for Luke Wilson. I mean, when he was down and out, yeah. he had Cooper Helfit and he had Chase Kaufman. And he did a great job. He caught a touchdown pass. Uh, the opposing radio network called him by the wrong name. I think they called him Jason Kaufman. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's okay. He's our guy, and and he caught a touchdown pass. And I don't know if he'll be playing this week or not. I hope so. Um, let's see what the kid can do. But his Twitter is at Chase underscore Kaufman, and we encourage everybody to uh, to type in a, a, him a tweet here in just a second. I'm just going to read to you what mine is. And then Steve will read what he's what his is, and we'll all send him a tweet all at once. And you know, sometimes we've had people respond to these before. By the way, like Doug Baldwin uh, a couple of years ago responded to one. John Ryan may have resp- so we look, that that sometimes they respond. But at Chase underscore Kaufman spelled the normal way, and I just simply said the opposing radio guys might call you the wrong name, but we know you're the man. Do it again Sunday. Hashtag. Flash tweet KJR, hashtag 12th Man Mania. It's important to get those hashtags in there so they're all kind of together. Solid, solid. What do you have, Steve? At Chase underscore Kaufman, one touchdown in the desert is nice, but how about two in the Minneapolis ice? Yeah. Hashtag flash tweet KJR, hashtag 12th Man Mania. You're a poet. (laughs) Look at you. And that was during the break. Mm. Very good. So everybody, type out your 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 tweet to Chase Ch- again. Chase underscore Kaufman. Uh, use hashtag Flash Tweet KJR and hashtag Twelve Man Mania. I think we're all ready now. All right, three, three two, two, one. Three. Flash Tweet. Flash Tweet. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. I, I think that's cool too. Yeah, I mean, he's he has a, like five six thousand followers, something like that. So. He probably doesn't get a whole lot of, of stuff in his mentions, so there's a good chance he'll see it. And uh, hopefully he chuckles a little bit and it feels good about himself. Yeah, because, looks down on his phone, sees yeah. a whole bunch of notifications. So what's this? Well, last year, that we had, or last week, we had a lot of guys out uh, due to injury. This week, it looks like everybody's pretty much on track to play. I mean, so yeah. far, you know, Tyler Lockett sat out practice with a hip thing, but I don't think it didn't seem like that's a serious deal. Uh, Michael Bennett, he sat out with his toe, right, uh, which he got injects in, injections in last week. But he played, and he played at a fine level, although he said he was in quite a bit of pain, uh, he <laughs> mentioned. He said his pain level was at a 10. Ooh. But he said, but his daughters have to go to you know college one day, so he's got to play. <laughs> <laughs> got to get. Now, I think you get the paycheck either way, even if you're on the injured list. Uh, where, where do you think they injected it in his toe? Well, The, the meaty part? Not on the nail. No. <laughs> I mean, what's that leave? You got the bony part on the outside. They probably didn't put it in the bone. Oh, man. So I would think, yeah, that the meaty painful. part of the of the toe. Right uh, in the bottom. Yeah. Sensitive area. Right in there. Well, yeah. I mean, you put a Band-Aid on that, wrap it up good, you don't even feel it. 
so uh, those were the only two guys who sat out of practice yesterday. Yeah, Pete Carroll seemed real optimistic. I remember a lot of his audio this week was he was mentioned that they're getting tons of guys back. So yeah. that's it's good to have that this time of year. Usually it's going the other way. Exactly, especially with all the injuries. Uh, that's yeah, and I'm just gonna click on Bob Cadota's tweet. He says, "Here's in case you missed it. Here's the injury report." Uh, for the Luke Wilson is the only Seahawks player who did not practice uh, today. So hopefully a uh, full participation, by the way, second day in a row, Marshawn Lynch, full participation, Cam Chancellor participated in full. He should play uh, and Tyler Lockett. He participated in full today. We mentioned he was held out of practice on Wednesday. Michael Bennett was held out on pra- of practice on Wednesday. He participated in full and maybe the biggest key right here, Russell Okung, J.R. Sweezy, both of them practiced in full today uh, after missing last week's game. Jeremy Lane practiced in full. Jordan Hill practiced in full. So all those were full participants in practice. The only exception was Luke Wilson, who did not practice. He's still recovering from that concussion. He was listed as limited on Wednesday, but now he's been downgraded to not participating today. So I don't know what that's going to mean for Sunday. No, it doesn't mean he's out. It just you mean it just might be well, a precautionary thing. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, he, he still has to pass that the the concussion protocol, right? Uh, which it seems like those things you you think that's just going to be a quick deal. Oh, he got a concussion. He'll play next week. But I mean, this could be could be the second week that he misses uh, due to a concussion. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, it's hopefully it's not uh you know super severe. But uh, so that's that's the Seahawks injury list. Look, I think everybody's going to play, including Luke Wilson. And if that happens, I mean, the Seahawks at full strength. Look, we saw what they do uh, with with their guys kind of banged up a little bit. I mean, could Cam Chance if this was a playoff game last week, would Cam Chancellor have played? Well, we know he can play with his elbow or his arm dislocated. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he would have played last week uh, with he's listed as a pelvis. I know he bruised his tailbone a few weeks back, too. Uh, if it was a game they absolutely had to have. I think he probably would have played last week. Russell Okung, could he have played last week if they absolutely needed it? Well, probably. I think he probably could have played. But, you know, again, in a game that didn't mean a whole lot to the Seahawks in terms of standings and who they're going to – I felt like they should sit anybody who was even remotely questionable as to their status, and it looks like they did. Now everybody should be healthy uh, for the playoff run, which is what you want to see. Yeah, I was surprised they kept uh, Russ in as late as they did that game. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that so much. I mean, he was in in the fourth quarter, I believe, right? <laughs> uh, I was highly critical. Let's just put it that 30 way. 30-point lead. In the stands there, I was highly Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Really critical of Russell Wilson still being in that game. And by the way, taking a sack on his last play of the game. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Just... Not, not happy with that decision by Pete, but uh, he turned out okay. So we're all right. We're going to charge ahead into these playoffs. We have one more segment here on 12th Man Mania, and then uh, that's going to lead into Friday Night Show, which is the Big Blue Friday Show. We'll tell you all about that next segment right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR.
Now back to 12-Man Mania, powered by Ladder Rewards. Don't just say you're a fan. App like one on Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. Back in 12-Man Mania, Sports Radio 950, KJR. Last segment before we get out of here for the night. And uh, something really cool uh, that I saw on Instagram just a few moments ago from the Seahawks, the Seahawks VMAC Twitter, actually from Stephen Hauschka's uh, Twitter, at Seahawks VMAC. And uh, this is actually really cool. It's a picture of him going into a freezer. He's walking into a freezer, which is set at zero ah. zero four degrees Fahrenheit. And it says, one of a few trips to the freezer this week to collect K-balls to get ready for Sunday. Snowflake, snowflake, four degrees. I like it. I like I that like preparation. The, prepar- the separation is in the preparation. That's right? A, that's that's a good term. You should like coin that. Yeah, somebody should say that. <laughs> um so I guess that's one thing they're doing. I guess that's something I mean you can't play, you can't, you know, turn the VMAC down to zero degrees, but what you can do is put the, the balls in a freezer, right? Yeah. And and play that way. So I'm sure those are measures that they're taking. I would I mean, okay, I was gonna say I would love to like go and just catch a rifle from, from Russell Wilson, you know, after it's been in the freezer for an hour, just at zero degrees. But really, I would just love to catch a football from thrown by Russell Wilson in general, anytime, in general. Yeah, God, that. that (laughs) Can you imagine how how much that's going to hurt to kick one of those footballs? Well, I mean, and I was thinking about this today. You know, they they have shoes, and you can put padding or big extra thick socks. Remember the barefooted kickers? Yeah, that was weird. like the Rams had a barefoot kicker in the eighty. I remember as a kid there was a barefoot kicker in the league. If you hit it just right, you don't feel it. Well, but I don't that's know. hard to do. It's going to be cold, and that ball is going to be hard. Oh, it's going to be frozen solid. I mean, there's a reason they don't do it anymore because it's inefficient. It's not smart. I mean, it's better to have. Why, why would on. they do that in the first place? Like, why just, did just they to kick have better a better feel? You know, feel you can of guide what? it more. You know, when you're barefoot, you can guide the football more. How? I mean, you're, well, because you're... there's less between your foot. Yeah, and the ball because so, you're you're not really. I mean, you're not making contact with the ball for an extended period of time. Yeah, but if you've ever played soccer, like you know that if you kick a ball barefooted, you have more control with it. I don't know. You think I've you ever played soccer? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why you don't understand. Oh, I'm not a soccer guy. I'm sorry. I'm a football guy, uh, and this is a football show. So, so Stephen Hauschka preparing for the cold um as as best he can and i don't know maybe they're doing that with the footballs that they're throwing around at practice too um marshawn lynch is he gonna carry a frozen ball in practice i don't know how much he's doing in practice i list him as a full participant which by the way yesterday was wednesday when's the last time you heard of marshawn lynch practicing in full on a wednesday usually just it says marshawn lynch inactive yeah. And in parentheses back. They should do what they do with the Spurs, like when they sit Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and those yeah, guys. They just, <laughs> uh, list them as out dash old. Yeah. <laughs> they're just laughing on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're still winning. Yeah, exactly. They should list them uh, as old. But no, uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, I think he's going to be a big factor in this game. You know, people are, I guess, kind of wary about what's he going to play like. He's had so much time off. And I think the running back position is one to where. If you're healthy and you can go, I mean, especially a guy like Marshawn Lynch, you can handle the ball and just, you know, you, you just fall right back in line mm-hmm. with, what, with what you're used to doing. He just seems like a guy that can do that. 
He'll smash up in the hole. He'll he'll you know I think he'll have more burst than he would normally have at this stage in the season because he's had the last half of a season off. And again, I don't know how extensive the training was that he was doing down in California. You know the MMA training and all that, and how much running was involved in that. Um, but I, I have to feel like he hasn't gotten really hit in two months, uh, and and that's got to be an advantage for him. Mm-hmm. That's got to be something that he can take to the bank and 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 use on Sunday. And I don't care what the temperature is. With a lot of these games that we felt pretty good going into over the you know the last couple of seasons, I try to envision you know how do we lose this game? What has to happen? And it's just it's hard to think of a script of how we lose this football game on Sunday. You know, it's it's going to take a lot of just wacky, unexpected things that yeah. it's it's not going to be that we lose the football game because they're a better team and they just beat us down for 60 minutes. Yeah, it just which unit? I mean, I guess their defensive unit, if there's a unit that's going to win the game for the team, it would be their defense slowing down the Seahawks offense and then you know, then that brings the running game into play. And then if the Seahawks aren't outscoring them and outpacing them, then they can afford to run Adrian Peterson 20 times and play that slow kind of methodical game, stretch the game out. But if the Seahawks are putting up points early, there's no way they can play that game. And, and, and if they're not playing that game, then they can't win this game because I can't win it with Teddy Bridgewater throwing on the LOB uh, from behind. And when you were talking about the matchups earlier, the one position that you said, you know, maybe they have an advantage in is the is the running back position. And I agree with you. They, they, they probably have a better running back slightly, but I don't think they have a better running game. I think there's two different things there. You know, I think Marshawn Lynch will have better success because our running game is better. Yeah. I mean, it's not the just the are good at it. Seahawks are good at it. And I'm curious about what's going to happen now this week with Kristen Michael, because He's run pretty well the last few weeks. He had 100 yards last game. Uh, They've been running to Kristen Michael. They've been using him, and it's definitely a change of pace from what you get from Marshawn Lynch, a little bit of different styles, I think, of running back. And and he's so fast and explosive, and he can make big plays. And, uh, you know, they've put a lot on his plate the last few weeks, and he stepped up when maybe that was an issue before with him uh, where he wouldn't step up in those situations. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely, you know, he's caught a second wind, it seems like, because it looked like his career was really coming to an end, yeah. potentially, and, you know, pick him back up, and the familiarity, and he feels comfortable, and just uh, the boost that we needed when Rawls went out. Yeah, and, you know, Fred Jackson, I mean, you thought he was going to be brought in and have, you know, if Marshawn Lynch went down, have a bigger role, and his, his role really hasn't changed. He's used pretty sparingly. He's a third down back. He's good at blocking out of the backfield. He's good at receiving out of the backfield. He's so he can use him on third last down. Few weeks, yeah. Uh, but so uh, Fred Jackson's role hasn't changed. I guess Kristen Michael really would be the second guy to come in, uh, spell Marshawn Lynch for a minute, and and kind of change change the look of the running game. Yeah. Uh, because the running game is still uh, as good as Russell Wilson's been. The running game is still very very much important to what the Seahawks do. And whether they're going you know, to use the run to set up the pass or the pass to set up the run, it's all about balance, keeping the defense off balance and, and you know, kind of hitting them where they ain't, uh, so to speak. And so keep them guessing. And that's what this offense, when Daryl Bevel is at his best, what this offense does. You know, we've been running. Now we're going to use this play action, and that's going to free up something over here. We've been going this way. Now we got them going this way. Let's go back that way. A lot of misdirection, subtle little things 
that help move the ball down the field. Again, when Daryl Bevel's at his best, and let's hope that he is on Sunday. Over the course of the show, we've uh, had people calling in and curious about the the party on Friday night, ah, viewing stuff. Yes. Is there any information you can pass along to the listeners? Well, uh, I mean, I know that we're going to be here right here at uh, Sports Radio KJR. We're going to have the the uh, 12th Man Tailgate Blue Friday Extravaganza, hosted by the Hawks Strong Tailgate Crew, um, which is out there with the Beast Bus every every home game, every Sunday there. And uh, I'll tell you what, let's open this thing up to a couple listeners. If you want to go to the 12th Man Mania Blue Friday event, uh, we'll have a couple of you up. So hit me up on Twitter at SlickHawk12. Send me a tweet if you want to go. We'll bring a couple people up, uh, and I'll get you the information on how to do that. So let's get a couple of you guys up, and, and yeah, it's going to be carry out. It's going to be a, a real fun thing. Um, those guys are going to be supplying some stuff. We're going to have our normal Friday show, of course, with all the staples that we normally get on a Friday. You're going, we're going to have the uh, our normal top ten list. So we'll find out what are the top ten worst things to come out of the city of Minneapolis, and why does uh, why does Minnesota suck? We're going to have uh, I love we're gonna, that segment. Yeah, we're going to talk to Reverend Moses and get our dose of Seahawks positivity. Uh, that we need to get before every Seahawks game. We're going to do all that. I think we're going to probably take one more listen in to Vikings Radio. We may have a special guest that pops on with us. I'm not sure yet, so I can't say that definitively we will or we won't, but I'm working on trying to get a special guest for the show as well. So we're going to have all that stuff along with it's going to be a tailgate. It's going to be a tailgate is what it is. It's going to be a party. Uh, and so I, hopefully everybody listens and we get some people uh, to come up here and it'll be a lot of fun. And this leads me to one important question. Yeah. Where will you be watching the game? I will be uh, on the couch over in Auburn at my friend's house over there, Mr. and Mrs. Seahawk. We, uh, we watch games together often. I'll be, I'll be over there at 10 a.m. Uh, to watch the Seahawks beat the Vikings, hopefully beat the Vikings. I think we can all agree that that's what's going to be happening on Sunday in advance to play the Panthers. But there is that game to play. And we do have one more show to get to in the meantime. So 12th Man Mania, tune in tomorrow night, 6.30 to 9 o'clock. It'll be the Hawkstrong Tailgate crew coming up, and we'll have our big Blue Friday party. Thanks for listening. Thanks to you, Steve. Go Hawks.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.